You're listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon. Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast brought to you by 90min. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on this edition, we're going to be discussing the news that Martin Odegaard is closing in on a move to Arsenal. The Gunners are very, very close to securing the signature of the Norwegian from Real Madrid on a permanent deal. Now, I told you guys throughout this summer, remember that Martin Odegaard was a real possibility. I said it time and time again. I said that if there was any possibility that Arsenal will be able to get this deal over the line, they would do it. They would take that opportunity. We've heard throughout the window uh, from a number of sources that Martin Odegaard has always been Arsenal's priority target in that attacking midfield position, even over James Madison. Now, we know that Arsenal had an interest in James Madison, have talked about James Madison, have considered that possibility, but it's looked all the way along, uh, you know, all the way throughout that discussion as though we were never going to be able to, um, to, to match that fee. We were never going to be able to match Leicester City's asking price for James Madison. And Martin Odegaard always seemed a more realistic possibility. Now, despite all the noise coming out of Real Madrid prior about Martin Odegaard having a big future at the club, about him being part of Carlo Ancelotti's plans, he's not been registered in the squad to play in La Liga. He's not even been assigned a squad number, which suggests that Real Madrid were biding their time with Martin Odegaard so that they could see what was happening in the market and so that they could get the maximum amount possible. Now, are there better number 10s in the world than Martin Odegaard? Of course there are, but you're talking about a player for 35 to 40 million euros. That's what we're talking about in Martin Odegaard. That's obviously the bracket in which Arsenal are shopping. That's obviously um, a a price impacted by the fact that he is so young and, and has a really high ceiling, but also by the fact that he's not played a lot of football. You know, had Martin Odegaard played a lot of football for Real Madrid, they'd be in a much more stronger position. They'd be able to demand maybe in excess of £50 million for him. But where they are now, they needed to strike that balance, didn't they? Between finding a price that reflects how good he can be and what he might go on to achieve and the potential and the talent, but also reflects his role in their squad. If they had come with a bigger price, if they'd asked for a bigger price, then that rules out potential suitors coming in and looking for him. And Arsenal have always been keen on Martin Odegaard. I told you guys a few days ago that the idea of signing Martin Odegaard was one that was spoken about within the club before he'd even had a month at Arsenal. People were that impressed with his attitude, with his character, his uh, application on the training ground. Remember, he came into that Arsenal side having not played any football for a long period of time and got himself up to speed really, really quickly. What does that tell you? It tells you that he's incredibly professional in the way he takes care of himself, even when he's not involved. And so um, I think that plus his ability is what put him at the top of Arsenal's list uh, going into this season. Now, talking about the fee, David Ornstein quoted it at £35 million. Uh, euros. ESPN are quoting it a little bit closer to 40 million euros. 
But either way, it's in line with what we told you at the beginning of the summer. Anything around the 30 to 35 million pound mark was going to get this deal done. And that's exactly where we are. Now, we're being told and it's being reported that this deal is hours away rather than days away. And there is a possibility that Martin Odegaard will come into the squad and be involved in the game against Chelsea this Sunday, which would be a big boost, of course. Um, did we wait a little bit longer to get this deal done than we would have liked to in an ideal world? Yeah, but if waiting an extra couple of weeks means that you get your number one target and you get your number one target at a very reasonable price, then that's something that you have to just live with. You know, we talk a lot about transfer windows and how there always tends to be more movement towards the end when people are getting desperate, when moves um, have been being worked on for a number of weeks in the lead up. And this is one of those situations. Would we have liked to have wrapped this deal up earlier? Of course, you know, we'd have loved to go in, have gone into the season with our squad sorted. But we've said again all along throughout the summer that that was never going to be the case, that Arsenal uh, were expected and likely to be busy throughout this transfer window and in particular towards the end of it. So it looks like the deal is, is edging ever closer. We're expecting that we'll get an announcement this week at some point. Fingers crossed, as I say, it's in time uh, for him to be involved uh, against Chelsea. But club know him well. He knows the club well. Um, all positives, of course. I think he showed glimpses of what a top player he is and what he, he can go on to achieve at Arsenal. When he came back from that injury, he didn't quite look the same. But, you know, I think prior to that, he looked very, very good. I think he turned in some really good performances. And just like the rest of the team, he is going to develop. You know, we've got a load of players at this club who are around about that age bracket, 21, 22, who have really high ceilings. Arsenal are rebuilding. I, I know that we're we're all kind of having a bit of a wobble at the moment and we're worried about the direction of travel for the club. But even when we talk about, for example, Aaron Ramsdale signing that I'm not massively keen on and we talk about all the negative things, I think we can still acknowledge that this is the way that Arsenal have to go. If Arsenal are going to close the gap, on the big sides, it needs to be a rebuild, a thorough rebuild and one that will stand us in good stead for not just one season, but for two, three, four, five seasons even uh, in the future. I think it's really, really important. And I think Martin Odegaard fits in with that. We talk about KSE a lot and we talk about their role. And as I've always said to you, and I said to you guys on the last episode, for me, it's not about money. We're seeing money spent. Right. We're talking about 50 million pounds on Ben White, close to 20 million pounds on Sambi Lakonga. Now we're looking at 30 to 35 million pounds on Martin Odegaard. And what you're seeing is Arsenal investing money in players that they believe will go on and have big futures. It's about investing smartly. Um, it's about investing wisely. Arsenal haven't done that in the past. And now we're taking a different approach. Do we know if it's going to work 100%? No, we don't. Um, there are very few guarantees in football. The only guarantees are that Bruno Fernandes is going to get a penalty um, and that Human Son is going to dive in a North London derby. But other than that, uh, there are very few positives. Um, uh, sorry, guarantees positives. Uh, so that's the way Arsenal are going. That's the way Arsenal are heading. But I want more. I do. I want more. We talk a lot about the positions that we need to strengthen in. And one of the ones that we've discussed at length throughout the summer has been that centre of midfield. Arsenal 
in my opinion, need to bring in somebody else as well. Aside from Xhaka, aside from Lekonga, aside from Thomas Partey, we need a fourth centre midfielder, in my opinion, who is an upgrade on Mohamed Elneny. Um, we've, you know, we've talked a lot about a lot of names. Ruben Neves was one that was banded about, and that only really seemed the possibility when Granit Xhaka looked headed for Rome. That has died out. Um, and the more I think about that one, the more I'm not sure about it. The one that kind of stands out to me still, though, is Hussein Mouar, because this is a player who Arsenal was so keen on last summer. Arsenal had made bids for last summer, but were unable to get those deals over the line or to get that deal over the line. They were unable to stretch or unwilling to stretch to what Leon were looking for for the player. But just a season on, Hussein Mouar is available again. Leon's financial position is not very strong. There are talks that he'd be available for 20 to 25 million euros this summer. And if that is the case, go out and get him, Arsenal. Go out and get him. That would mean Arsenal bringing Odegaard and Hussein Mouarin for less than 60 million euros. You know, that that's what we're talking about potentially here. And that could be a real coup. You know, you'd be strengthening not just creatively in our midfield, but you'd also be strengthening with a deeper line midfield player who is capable of of dropping that little bit deeper and helping the defence out, but also stepping into the centre midfield like we're asking Granit Xhaka to do and progress the ball maybe a little bit better and bring some different qualities uh, to the team. So there are so many things um, that Arsenal could still be looking to do between now and the end of the window. We hope that, you know, the Odegaard signing gets over the line and we hope that Arsenal continue to strengthen because, as I say, getting Odegaard for essentially nearly half of what uh, Leicester City will be looking for for James Madison, I think gives Arsenal an opportunity to go out and strengthen in that midfield position as well with somebody like Hussein Awa. We need a goalkeeper. Uh, we all know that. We've discussed Aaron Ramsdale at length. I'm not going to get into that again. Uh, but we also need a right back uh, or, or at least to make a decision on the right back position. What is happening there? Is Hector Bayerin leaving the club? Um do we trust Callum Chambers or Cedric to backfill that position? Could Ainsley Maitland-Niles be in contention? There's a lot of things that still need resolving. And uh, as I say, look, we've been frustrated by the window so far. I think we've become more frustrated off the back of that defeat at Brentford. I think that really painted a negative picture of where Arsenal are at at the moment. And as much as I was frustrated, disappointed, pissed off, angry, upset, confused by what I saw last Friday... It was just the opening game of the season. And if Arsenal do business, the right business, good business um, between now and when the window closes, then that does stand us in good stead in terms of improving those performances throughout the course of the season. So I'm not, you know, uh, we keep saying we'll judge the window properly at the end. And I do feel like it's going to be a busy couple of weeks uh, for Arsenal. There's 13 days. Let's just look at Sky Sports News. Yep, 13 days. 12 hours, 34 minutes and 15 seconds at the time of recording until the transfer window closes. So if Arsenal can bring in not just Aaron Ramsdale, but another player as well, I think that would represent a decent window. Remember as well, though, for Arsenal to, to achieve their ambitions, their targets, their goals, they need to move people on as well. And that, I think, is going to happen a little bit more easily towards the back end of the window when we're getting into these situations whereby we've got players that want to go. We don't want them. I think Arsenal will be open uh, to compromising a little more 
at that point. Uh, I'm going to go over to the comments in just a second. Uh, but first of all, I just want to quickly remind you guys that this podcast is brought to you by manscaped.com. So for all your male grooming needs, head over to their website, uh, check out all their fantastic products. Give yourself the TLC you deserve down in that region. And I promise you, your partner will thank you. Manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. Enter our discount code, which is 90min20, and you'll get 20% off of your order as well as free worldwide shipping. What more could you ask for? Right, let's go over to some of those comments. Uh, talking about the midfield, uh, Brad Richardson says, give Torreira another go. I just don't think this is going to work. I, I just don't think that the Lucas Torreira situation is one that you can come back from. I think it's very clear that he wants to leave. I think it's very clear that Arsenal are quite happy for him to move on. I think he'd have been back at the club um, if that wasn't the case. You know, we heard a lot about COVID restrictions and I wondered if that played a part, but there's not been any official word on it. It's been very hush-hush, which kind of suggests to me that Arsenal are quite happy to usher Lucas Torreira out of the club through the back door without anybody really making too much of a fuss of it. So I don't think that will happen. I, I wouldn't mind giving him another go. I do think there is a player there. Followed him a lot prior to him joining Arsenal um, when he was playing his football in Serie A and, uh, and I was really impressed by him. So I don't think that quality has disappeared overnight or, or over the last couple of seasons. I think it's still there. I just don't think it's a relationship uh, that is going to work um, between uh, Arsenal and Torreira. So uh, there we go. Uh, let's uh, move on through the comments. Uh, George Davis says, uh, finally watching live uh, for the first time after listening for a year or so now on audio. Um, thank you. Um, really, really appreciate you tuning in uh, via the YouTube channel as well. As I always say, though, we value the audio guys just as much as well. But welcome to the live streams. And I hope you've been joining us uh, a little bit more frequently moving forward. Uh, what else have we got? Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Um, Tariq Talk says, uh, Tariq Talk, sorry, all over the place this morning. One more signing after me. Martin Odegaard and Ramsdale, and that'll probably be a right back. I'm not sure it will be. Um, I think that if the right opportunity presents itself in midfield, you might see Arsenal move uh, to strengthen in that area. I still think that the right back position is one that we're really top heavy in um, and one that we can't really do much uh, with regards to until we move players out. Um so that's where I'm at on that. I think it would more likely be a midfielder at this point, but I agree the right back is a position that we could definitely do with at least providing some clarity in. Um, what else have we got? Uh, Adam Chisholm says, morning, Harry. I'm cautiously optimistic about Odegaard. I think it'll be a good bit of business for years to come. Uh, we definitely need other signings, though. Agree with Awa needed to progress the ball. I mean, just imagine if we did get Awa. You know, it's a possibility. It's a possibility. You're talking about another 20, 25 million. And the fact that we are seemingly going to get Martin Odegaard for what I believe is a fair price um, and it's probably slightly below what many of us thought it was going to cost, um, you know, get looking at the way the situation developed over the course of the summer. It was he's not going anywhere. Uh, and if he is, we want big money. And then it kind of slowly shifted, didn't it, to a situation whereby Real Madrid were actually quite okay with letting him go um, and Arsenal uh, were, were obviously waiting for that and have pounced 
and are going to get him for a good, good price. Uh, let's see what else uh, we've got here. Uh, Richard Baker, uh, Richard Barker, sorry, says Partey and Lekonga look happy receiving the ball when the centre-backs are split. Xhaka and Elneny are not. We need a defensive midfielder who can accept the ball with his back to play on the edge of our own box. Agree. Uh, Guna Legend says, good business. The right business should have been done last month. Harry, why do we wait so long? Awful planning from a club that needed to start the season well. Yeah, but as I've said before, the transfer market is not as simple as people make out. This isn't FIFA or Football Manager where you literally go and click and it says submit bid and the next time you continue... Uh, on your game, you get a notification saying whether it's been accepted or rejected. It doesn't work like that. There's a lot of back and forth. And as I say, the the expectation around um, this transfer window was always over the top, not in terms of what we were going to get done, but in terms of how quickly we were going to be able to get things done. I think the transfer market has moved very slowly in general, and I'm not making excuses for Arsenal. But what I will say is if you have a priority target and waiting a week into the season means you get your priority target and you get them for a reasonable fee, then I'd say that's a fair trade-off. You know, Martin Odegaard wouldn't have made a great deal of difference, I don't think, to to Arsenal the other night. I think that for Arsenal, Emil Smith-Rowe can do that job. I think what we're doing with Martin Odegaard is we're adding another player who can take that burden off him over the course of the season, not just in one game. It's, it's looking at the bigger picture for me. And um, if if he was the priority target, which is what we're led to believe, then it's not really awful planning, is it? It's just that the plan wasn't perfectly executed in the sense of the timeliness of it all. It, Arsenal, if they had a plan to get him, well, it looks like they've got him and fair play. But it was the timing of it all. And unfortunately, that is not always um, in Arsenal's... Uh, in Arsenal's hands. There are other parties involved as well. Uh, Phantom Patience says, great news, possibly uh, player of the season for the Gunners. Now we're at least now we are at least as good as the second half of last season, and I'm confident we will strengthen more. Um, let's see what else we've got here. A few of you are not too pleased by it. Uh, 4737 Carlin says, I don't think our Odegaard will improve Arsenal at all, and this has a disaster sign-in written all over it. Um, Paul says, uh, Harry, the issue is, will Arteta give Odegaard the freedom to create from the middle of the pitch or will he force him to create from wide like he does with Emil Smith-Rowe? Um, don't know. Uh, that's the thing. I, I think Odegaard actually did get a bit of license to create from the midfield last season. I thought that even when he wasn't necessarily the one splitting defences, his presence in the centre was creating room for others. He tends to pull out a little bit to the right as well, doesn't he, Martin Odegaard? Because he is left-footed and he likes to cut in field. Um, and so, yeah, for me, uh, I think it's uh, it's a positive signing. I think it's one that we always wanted to do. And when people say, what's the plan? Where was the plan? Well, we were about to land. Uh, one of our priority targets. So I don't think it's fair necessarily to say that the plan was non-existent. If you want to say it didn't work out as we'd have hoped, that's fair, but it wasn't non-existent, clearly. Um, John Daly says, we're going to see a world-class player in Martin Odegaard. Do you think he'll be a different player? Now he can call a club home. Maybe if he gets the top four, if we get the top four, he can have a word with Haaland. Yeah, look, it's um, obviously easier for a player, isn't it, to... Uh, know where their future lies, to be in a place 
where you know your home and you know that you're going to be here for a while and you can get fully kind of engaged and and, and dive into the project is always a positive uh, for sure. Um, so, yeah, I do think that Martin Odegaard will benefit from being an Arsenal player uh, through and through. Uh, what else have we got here? Um, Arsenal legend says that, Harry, I don't see Arsenal going in for a while as well, to be honest. I'm not saying it's going to happen, you know, but I think it is something that, we should consider, uh, given the the funds that we're not paying for James Madison, given the fact that we're able to get Martin Odegaard over the line for what I believe to be a fair price. I think we should try it. I really do. Uh, Craig Tanner says, I'm surprised you haven't had Mrs. Simu come on and endorse Manscaped's Lorma 4.0 as of yet. Yeah, Mrs. Simu is heavily pregnant at the moment. And uh, to get her to walk to the end of the garden, uh, is a bit of a mission in itself. So I don't think uh, she's going to be entering the man cave for a podcast anytime soon. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Let's take um, a couple more of your comments before we wrap it up. We're going to be back at 1pm. Uh, myself and Mike Stavry will be talking through all the latest Arsenal news uh, as we do on our regular Wednesday slot now. I'm also going to be joined tonight for another podcast uh, with a special guest as well. Uh, so I'll keep you posted on that one throughout the day. Uh, Matt G says, I think it's a really good signing. Young knows the club and has a really high ceiling. Let's get behind him. Absolutely. Let's get behind him uh, for sure. Uh, right. I think think we're going to leave it there. Uh, we've just a brief addition to talk about the Martin Odegaard news, because of course that broke, uh, late after we, um, after we finished recording our podcasts for the day. Uh, but it does look like that deal's edging closer. Just to recap, Arsenal very close to signing Martin Odegaard in a deal believed to be worth between 35 and 40 million euros. Martin Odegaard could join the club in time for Chelsea on Sunday. We're told that the deal is hours away from being completed rather than day. So positive news and fingers crossed that we can get this one over the line. Right, I'm going to leave it there and I'll catch you all a little bit later on today with some more live streams, some more podcasts. And until then, take care of yourselves. All the best. Cheers. listening to the Chronicles of Aguna, the Arsenal podcast. I'm Martin Tyler, and you're listening to Harry Simeon.